Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back everyone and happy spring. I hope that you're all doing very well and beginning to feel the magic of springtime since this is the season that represents new beginnings. And just to remind everyone who's tuning in today, in my episode titled Against the Grain, I mentioned how for many centuries now, the Persian New Year has been celebrated with the spring equinox. So every year, springtime is the signal for a brand new year, which is very much in alignment with nature as well. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I've heard a few people mention that this year in particular has been a bit of a rough start for them so far, which makes perfect sense because these last three months that we all went through from the perspective of nature actually represented the tail end of the previous year. So this should have been a time for wrapping things up and allowing your body to continue to rest and rejuvenate and then beginning to reflect on the impact of everything that has come up for you in the last year. But instead, as we have seen for many years now, as soon as January comes along, so many people are pushing forward with new beginnings and new year's resolutions and doing various detox protocols, all of which are very much out of alignment with the natural flow of the earth and our inner seasons as well. So for those of you who feel as though since January up until this point, it's been a bit of a struggle for you. Don't be discouraged because your new year can start today. And you can take the lead of nature as well, because as the trees begin to bloom all around you, so too can you begin to start fresh and grow into an upgraded version of yourself as well. Now, something that my family has been doing for many years in preparation for New Year's is that we do this massive spring clean. So this includes the entire house, including every single drawer, cabinet, and closet. And so what we do is we gather all the things that we aren't using as frequently and then give them away for donation. And my general rule of thumb is that if I haven't used an item even one time in the previous year, I will give it away. So this really helps to declutter um, our living space and prevent us from holding onto material objects unnecessarily. And the classic Persian New Year's tradition is to set up what we call our hafsin, which is a table spread of all the things that are symbolic of what we want to draw more of into our lives for that year. So this includes things like health, love, and prosperity, and so on and so forth. And from the perspective of traditional Chinese medicine, springtime is the season of the liver and the gallbladder. So this is actually the best time of year for doing a physical detox, if that's something that you're into, instead of doing one in the wintertime when your body's still looking for that extra time to rest, to hibernate, and to just stay warm. And the last thing I wanted to say about spring and new beginnings is that if you have goals that you want to achieve, Don't feel like you need to do everything all at once and see results right away as well. Because again, taking nature's lead, everything takes time. The trees will first blossom, then these blossoms will turn into leaves, and then the trees will bear their fruit. We don't just wake up and then overnight go from empty branches to fruit on trees. So we need to take that same approach with our lives as well and recognize that There is a natural time that takes place between planting a seed of intention 
and then seeing the harvest of your efforts. So with that in mind, I thought in order to support the season of new beginnings, it might be worthwhile to unpack some of the most common reasons why we sometimes may feel as though we are stuck or trapped in life or various circumstances within our lives. Now, this idea of feeling stuck in life is something that I'm sure most people can relate to in one form or another, and it can show up very differently for each of us. So if you were to do a quick assessment of your current life, and if at any level you feel this sense of boredom or dissatisfaction or frustration, or just simply as though you feel this lack of fulfillment or as if things aren't seeming to go your way, these are all signs that you are most likely experiencing some level of stagnation within your life. And if we were to break down every scenario that everyone is going through, most of the time, the feeling that you are stuck in life can be rooted back to some form of duality within you, which means there is this opposition inside you. So whether that's an opposition between your desires or your beliefs or a lack of coherence between the head and the heart, what these opposing forces do is that they create resistance within you. So I'll use a specific example. Let's say you really want something in life, whether it's a career, a certain outcome, and you feel deep down as though it's completely out of reach for you. So this opposition in the desire of wanting something and the belief of it not being possible for you creates resistance within. And that's what prevents you from moving forward in life. And so over time, you become angry, frustrated, and dissatisfied with nearly everything about your life. So due to this clash of wanting something, but then also pushing it away, the energy that this is creating can feel or show up as mental or physical blocks within the body. So if you have ever or are currently feeling as though you're stuck in any certain aspect of your life, what this feeling is showing you is that there is something that is constraining your energy from expanding. So anytime you experience discomfort, whether it's emotional or physical, it means you have a desire, but something within you is not allowing that desire to come to fruition, which in turn creates the resistance that you feel within your body. So for the next portion of this episode, what I would like to do is cover some very specific examples of the various blocks that keep most of us feeling stuck in life. And the first one that we are going to cover is our own self-imposed limitations and the biggest one of them being self-doubt. So this can include both your conscious or subconscious beliefs around not being good enough or being ashamed of who you are, which can obviously manifest very differently in each of our lives. But essentially what happens is if you want something but you have this belief or that you aren't good enough to have it, this again creates that resistance that I was talking about because both the desire and the belief that you have exist within you. And since they're opposing each other, this ends up creating a lot of disharmony within and you end up feeling incapable of moving forward in life or you begin to lose hope. And then other ways in which this idea of self-doubt or this belief of self-doubt can creep into our lives is a lot of people often experience something known as imposter syndrome, which is when you feel like you are not as capable as others perceive you to be. 
So even if you have worked your way up in your career or in terms of education, there are moments of doubt that creep in where you may find yourself questioning your abilities to show up and perform. So you may feel like you are wearing a mask because your beliefs of, of yourself don't match those around you. Another very common way self-doubt often shows up for many of us is through perfectionism. So this is the idea of having to do everything perfectly, which keeps you keeps so many people feeling stuck in life because they are striving for very unrealistic expectations of themselves and of life even. So instead of moving forward and embracing things as they come, what we often see happening is with this perfectionistic behavior, these individuals are striving for this idea of perfection that doesn't match their reality. So they feel very stuck and incapable of moving forward or starting anything for that matter, which is very closely ties into my next point that I want to cover on in terms of this whole idea of self-doubt. And that is procrastination, which again, roots back to fears of failure due to this underlying lack of belief or self-esteem in oneself. And so how this often shows up is you could constantly feel as though or find yourself saying things like, I'll do it later, I'll start tomorrow, or waiting for things to just happen, or for someone to show up and rescue you. So self-doubt can also show up as not trusting or listening to your intuition or inner guidance. And this is huge. And I've repeated this many, many times, but one of the major reasons why a lot of people feel incapable of moving forward in life is because they have this nudge, this intuitive hit, but they go against it. So we're constantly receiving these messages and this inner knowing that resides within each of us. And in these scenarios, you end up regretting certain decisions in life because you went against what you knew and felt in your heart was the right path for you. So all in all, these self-imposed limitations create mental blocks within. And what happens is we are remain stuck in a particular mindset. And it's that mindset that keeps us from physically moving forward as well. Now, moving on from the self-imposed limitations, the next category would be the external limitations, which ties in very closely because one of the main reasons most people feel stuck in life is because of the old stories and beliefs that they're desperately clinging on to because that may be all that they know. And most of these stories and beliefs are heavily influenced by our external world or who we are surrounded by. So the reason why you may feel like you're always at a crossroads with your decisions in life is because there is a conflict between what you want versus what others want for you. So again, you may feel constantly torn in terms of what direction to take in life. And as a result, you don't move forward at all. And then you're left constantly replaying the story of what you want and all the ways that you can't have it in your mind. So it's taking you back to that initial layer of the self-imposed limitations that we just covered, which sooner or later, if you continue this, you will have this feeling of massive disappointment with life. So you can begin to see that through repetition of these stories, whether you're telling them to yourself or hearing them constantly from those that you're surrounded by, you begin to form this belief system around what is or isn't possible for you, which then informs you on how you live your life. So you begin to show up in ways that keep you stuck or limited based on the belief system that you formed. So even though you want something desperately, the disconnect between what you want and your beliefs around having it keeps you stuck in this continuous cycle of self-sabotaging behavior, 
where even if opportunities come up for you, you let them go because you don't believe that what you want is possible for you. And something else that fits into this category of external limitations is that some people end up not moving forward in life due to perceived lack of support. And why this is important is because most of the decisions that have the biggest impact on our lives are the ones where we often need a lot of encouragement from our support system. So if you aren't giving yourself that push and and the support that you seek, and you feel like those around you aren't going to support you either, you give up, uh, you may potentially, not everyone does this, but a lot of people end up giving up because it may seem like this insurmountable dream. And this is why you often see in certain groups, when one person buys a home or gets married or starts a business, others around them start to follow their lead because those big decisions don't seem as daunting because someone else has already taken that step. And if you were to think back to a particular time in your life, and I'm sure each of you can come up with at least one example where you had to make a major life decision. You often did that with some support or encouragement from those around you. And the biggest example that comes to mind for me was when I moved to Toronto many years ago to pursue naturopathic medicine. And so I moved there all by myself. And I remember the first night I landed, it was dark. It was like probably 1 a.m. And I had to haul these suitcases up these stairs. It was hot and sticky and I remember I just sat in my room I didn't open the suitcases and I just cried and I thought I'm moving back tomorrow I'm not staying here this just feels so wrong because I just felt so out of my comfort zone and out of my element but slowly day by day with encouragement from my family I began to absolutely love the experience of being there and it was transformative in terms of the person that I became from when I initially moved there until moving back um, to Victoria I had completely shifted. And one of my girlfriends even mentioned, she said that the change in you every year when you came home to visit for the holidays, I was just watching how you were shifting into this completely new person. So if I had had not taken that leap of faith and if I didn't have encouragement from those around me, I probably would have moved back and been a completely different person. So you can see how just sometimes we just need a little bit of even mental support saying like, you you got this, you can do this. And that's what gives you the... um, the push that you need to make those major life decisions. Okay, moving right along to the next category in terms of why a lot of people feel stuck or trapped in their lives is due to unrealistic expectations, which most of the time when people end up feeling disappointed by an outcome, it's because in their mind they've created a grand idea or plan of how they want things to turn out for them. And I'm sure All of you listening today can think of even one example in your life where a particular experience didn't turn out exactly as you expected. But in fact, if we're open to other possibilities, they often turn out better than expected. So it's really great to have dreams and aspirations, but what's even greater is to be open to receiving these dreams in unexpected ways with an open mind. Because sometimes we end up not getting what we thought we wanted, but we end up getting exactly what we needed. And so the two biggest categories that we need to release expectations around is one timing. So don't expect immediate change because manifesting a dream isn't a linear process. And the second is to release any expectations that you might have of other people changing. Because to be honest, some people will never change in life and some may, but your focus should 
be your own journey and not someone else's. So we can't expect sit around and wait for other people to change because that's going to somehow give us the outcome that we in our minds uh, desire. And a story that really beautifully sums up this idea of unrealistic expectations and having a preconceived notion of how we want things to turn out is the parable of the drowning man. So this is a story about a man who's stranded at sea because of a shipwreck. So his ship is slowly sinking. And so he begins to pray for help. And so a boat comes by and offers help. And he says, no, it's fine. God's going to save me. So the boat floats off. Next boat comes by. He says, no, it's fine. God's going to save me. Third boat comes by. And as as that boat departs, he ends up sinking and dying. So when he dies, he meets God and he says, well, why didn't you help me? And God says, I sent you three boats and you you refused all three of them. So this is just a really interesting way of showing that sometimes the help that we want is right around us, but we're refusing to see it because it doesn't match our expectations of what we think it should look like. So if you ask for something in life, be ready to receive it in a way that you may not have expected as well. Another very common and relatable reason as to why a lot of people unknowingly get stuck in life is due to a lack of meaning. And I think one of the biggest reasons for this is that most people are so caught up in doing the things that they were told to do in life without taking time to pause and reflect on the deeper meaning behind their actions. So most often you see people trapped in this day-to-day routine that's not serving them, but they keep pushing forward with it anyways. So day after day, what you see happening is is people are waking up to repeat this routine or they're seeing life as a chore instead of a gift. And so they keep repeating the cycle over and over again until it's time to plan an escape and they'll go on vacation and then come back and do it all over again. And this is the quickest way of robbing yourself of a sense of joy because if there is no meaning behind your actions, it will seem as though there is a very serious lack of purpose to life in general. Because what would be the point if you're just waking up and repeating everything that you're doing and you don't know why you're doing it, really what would be the point of existing? And we can take something as simple as the cup of coffee that you might have in the morning. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself why you're drinking it in the first place? Is it because you feel exhausted and you need energy? Because if that's the case, then you're just creating more burnout. Or is it because you like the taste or are you just doing it out of habit? So you can see if our main focus in life is to just keep doing what we've been doing, whether or not it's working for us, and then just consuming everything around us without meaning, we're left feeling this overload within our system and then overwhelm and eventual burnout because it's almost like all of this information in our external environment is just being filtered through us without much time for introspection. And that's what really makes the difference. If we're all consuming the same amount of information and we're not thinking about it critically or applying it in terms of what that means to us and our own personal existence, then it just remains information versus someone that takes that information and dissects it, digests it and create something from it. That's when it becomes knowledge or wisdom instead of just remaining as information. And something that ties in very nicely on this whole idea of meaning is intention. I cannot stress the importance of intention enough because the intentions that you have behind the actions that you take always show up in your outcome. And when you don't know what the purpose or intention behind your action is, you have nothing to fall back onto. 
So you end up getting trapped in this false perception of reality. And that goes for anything that you do in life. If you don't make the intention clear for yourself, you can very easily lose sight of why you started in the first place. But if your intentions are clear, you can always remind yourself of that why. And this becomes especially important in those instances in life where things get a little bit challenging. You're not giving up on something that you believe in based on one negative experience because you're constantly reminding yourself of your why and you keep moving forward. So you can see how not having a clear intention in life can easily create a scenario where you feel lost without meaning and then back to this whole idea of feeling stuck and then losing hope altogether. Another very, very common way that a lot of people remain trapped in life, but they might not themselves perceive it that way. So these are the individuals where those around them might notice that they just are not moving forward in life, that they're just constantly repeating the same cycles over and over again, but they themselves might not see it. And the biggest reason for that often is that those individuals are trapped in past negative experiences. So they're repeating the same stories over and over and over again. And what happens is due to that repetition, instead of extracting the lesson from that negative experience, they become enmeshed in the experience. So they become the pain of the experience. And so what happens is their past now guides their future. So instead of transcending past the experience and evolving, what ends up happening is that they remain exactly at the level of the experience. And if you're listening to this and you don't feel like you personally can relate to this, I'm sure most of you can think of at least one person in your life that just sounds like this broken record, that it's this old story all over again of what people did and who caused them pain and over and over again. And that really keeps you incapable of moving forward. You can't even initiate anything new. If you do, you fall back into that pattern because it's so deeply ingrained in you that with that belief system, right? Because the story is being repeated so much and you are fully, you cannot separate yourself from the beliefs around that story. So you show up in ways, like I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, it was in terms of the external limitations and the stories that we tell ourselves, we become so enmeshed within those stories that we show up in ways that prevent our highest and greatest purpose and destiny from taking place. The final point that I want to cover with all of you today in terms of contributing factors to why some of us may feel stuck in life and this is one that often gets missed, is due to a very deep trigger. So if you experience an extremely challenging situation, like a very significant loss in your life, this can contribute to you feeling stuck over time because when we undergo these extremely traumatic experiences that are very overwhelming to the system, what that often does is it unearths a lot of our core wounds. So it almost roots us right back to childhood. So it brings up a lot of these core issues that we didn't even know existed. So then because of this, we start to live our lives through the lens of these core wounds and then keep rooting ourselves back to various traumatic experiences. And for a lot of people, this happens subconsciously. So you might crawl out of the painful experience temporarily just to live a normal life and then find that you're very quickly falling back into it. So if we were to look at this on the grand scheme of things, let's say the little interruptions in life that happen are like little potholes that you trip over in life. These big challenges are like a massive ditch that you fall into. So you're trying so hard to crawl out of it and you might find that you're only progressing 
not very far and then falling back into the ditch. So it's really hard to sometimes see our ways out of some of these bigger experiences. And that's why I wanted to specifically point this out, because if you find that you're generally leading a pretty healthy life, but there's just something that you can't seem to put your finger on that has triggered this sense of feeling stuck or trapped energy within you, this could be an area to explore for you as well. Now, with all of that in mind, I want to spend the last little bit of today's episode talking about ways that we can get unstuck. And I know that just the awareness of some of the points that we covered is a great first step because it gets you thinking in terms of the reason behind the feelings that you're experiencing. But on this whole idea of awareness, when you're able to step back and take a look at the overall situation, you can then begin to take a step-by-step approach by doing an inventory of the thoughts that you think repetitively, some of the more habitual patterns that you tend to fall back into. And this is where spending time in solitude is extremely important because you want to sift through your thoughts without any external input from others, and then begin to determine your voice from the voice of others. And Ask yourself, where do your belief systems come from? Because there is a lot of very potent information that can be gained through your patterns alone, which I have an entirely separate episode dedicated to that topic as well. So feel free to check out that episode if you haven't already listened to it. So on this whole idea of patterns, you can then begin to take that one step further and look at your emotional patterns. Do you express certain emotions more frequently than others? Do you have difficulty expressing certain emotions? And then through that, you become aware of what's keeping you stuck. Because when you step back and look at life from a grander perspective, you can then begin to find the gaps within your life and have a general awareness of where you're at and what direction you want to now go in. So once you've laid out this map or the overview that you've done of your life, the next best step would be to establish clarity by having a very clear vision. So you can begin to brainstorm on what you want and why. Make sure that the reason behind your desire isn't something that's based in lack or fear. So you can begin to reevaluate your desires at this point and see what it is that you truly want if all of those other negative voices didn't exist. So ask yourself, are you in alignment with what it is that you really want? And I will actually come back and revisit this very point in next week's episode. The next step to implement in terms of being on this journey of getting unstuck is a perspective shift. So once you have an understanding of your beliefs, thoughts, and patterns, and then the gaps that exist within your life, you can begin to see where it where it would be beneficial for you to implement a change in perspective because our perception of reality isn't reality itself. We each see the world through our own eyes and the majority of the experiences that we have is generated from our brain and only a small portion of that is from the actual event itself. So our consciousness creates our reality. So if you are approaching life with the perspective that nothing will ever work out for you, that will in fact be the reality that you will experience because your brain will continue to find ways to support this theory that nothing ever works out for you. And then give you more and more examples of all the ways that things don't work out for you in life. So all of these outdated mindsets that you have been holding on to can create this barrier or limitation within your life. So the more you affirm these uh, these um, negative beliefs about yourself, 
the deeper it becomes buried in your subconscious and then you start to act in alignment with that belief even though it's a negative one so even if opportunities come along for you you don't recognize them as that because you're trained to only find examples of all the ways that things don't work out for you in life so free yourself from your own limitations and when you feel trapped allow different perspectives to come through by using different thoughts and words and eliciting different emotions within yourself so you can begin to do this by changing simply just changing the language that you have around some of your beliefs and then the thoughts that stem from that as well. The next point is to take ownership. So you have to understand that you have more power over your emotional state than you may perceive. No one has the power to make you feel any type of way. The way that you react to the external world is within your control. So shift your power back to what you can control and begin to strengthen your inner knowing so that you can cultivate a a stronger sense of resilience from within. The next point is to commit yourself to growth. You have to keep reminding yourself of your dream and your intention. Otherwise, reality will distract you from your goals because the reality that we experience doesn't always match the idea that we had of how our dreams would unfold. So always remind yourself that there is a reason why a particular desire exists within you. And if you're pursuing it down one path and you feel like it's just not working out for you, it doesn't mean that the desire isn't for you. It means that that path isn't working and that's not the only way to get to that goal. So instead of constantly giving up on what you want, focus on the lessons that you're learning along the way and recognize that that's making you more qualified for your, uh, for the desired outcome that you have in mind. Because if you want to get unstuck, you either need to kill the desire within you or overcome the perceived block that stands in the way of it. And when it comes to healthy, genuine desires, you never end up happy when you suppress them within you because those are the things that are most often linked to your greatest purpose in life. And the final point that I want to cover with all of you today when it comes to getting unstuck in life is to rest. Because sometimes one of the biggest things you can do when you're feeling overwhelmed or stuck is to take a break both physically and mentally. Because it's in the rest that our body begins to repair itself. And it doesn't necessarily mean that your life sucks. Maybe you just need a nap. So create practices that allow for stillness so that you can hear the voice from within and see what it is that you really need at this point in time. So this takes me back to that whole idea of being trapped in a routine. Something that I've talked about over and over again is committing to ritual instead of routine because ritual gives you a sense of meaning and it gives you more, a deeper sense of connection to the act itself. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. I hope that each and every one of you who tuned in today really enjoyed this week's topic and found many points of resonance throughout the entire episode. And if you were listening along and kept being reminded of a friend or family member, I highly encourage you to share this episode with them because there's probably a very strong message in here for them as well. And if you feel called, you can also leave a review for my channel as well. And I'm really looking forward to sharing. Hopefully next week, I'm going to just confidently say next week's topic with you guys because I have a big topic that I want to discuss with all of you and I'm hoping that I'm going to have enough time to sit down and record and share it with all of you so uh, until then tentatively until next week I wish you guys a beautiful rest of your week and I'm looking forward to connecting with you guys soon